Welcome back to the Only One For Second podcast, where I, Matt, am once again late to the party. Over the past few months, I've been catching up on a little bit of bully. No, not that bully. I'm talking about Canis Canine Edit, because I'm a European, but to everyone else, that's Rockstar Games Bully. must be Hopkins. You seem to be making yourself quite comfortable here, my boy. I'm just trying to fit in. Get off me, man! Soon this school will be ours. I don't want the school. Yeah, well, I do, pal, and I intend to get it. I know, it's funny. I'm the girl in the dirty pictures, ha ha. Get away, foul vision of hell! Sheesh! It's all downhill from here, my friend! Ha ha ha! That's you! Rockstar's Bully is an open world sandbox game, and in my opinion, a worthy follow up to Grand Theft Auto 3. Let's ignore Vice City in San Andreas. Bully is where it's at. To give you a taste of this game's popularity, which was originally released for the PS2 in 2006 by the way, ports have gone to numerous console generations, for example, PS2, Wii, 360, PC, Android and iOS, though who would want to play a game on iOS? I know what you're thinking, that's all well and good, but what the fuck is the game about? Well, let me tell you. Belief follows Jimmy Hopkins, a 15 going on 45 year old, thanks to PS2 graphics. This stocky buzzcut ruffian is dumped at boarding school by his mum, who's recently married, potentially for the fifth or sixth time, who's pissing off around the world to travel with a new husband. What a great lady. The boarding school in question is Ballsworth Academy, which I'm pretty sure is a euphemism known Rockstar. Ballsworth. As the new kid, you're given an introductory warning by the principal of the school and then dumped at the boys' dorm, where Gary... I want to believe in you, Gary. I really do. That's right, Gary. Gives you a tour of the school. Gary, who turns out to be a manipulative dick, sets you on your path and shenanigans ensue with a battle to take over the school unfolding. So you're probably wondering where I wanted to play this game. Well, I never owned this game, but Dave did. I always looked at the cover art of the game and thought, yes, I must play that. And then I never did. Fast forward 15 years, and I had this craving. This game has always been calling to me, going, play me, play me, play me. And I went, you know what? I'm going to play you. So I brought it for 10 quid on the PS4 digital store, which was probably too much, but there we are. Downloaded that bad boy and I started playing it. A stupid grin was on my face throughout. As you might expect, Bully controls identically to most Rockstar games of the period. So, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, San Andreas. It just transplants guns for slingshots, stink bombs and fireworks, and cars for push bikes, skateboards and go-karts. 
how novel. Unlike the Grand Theft Auto games, you can actually learn hand-to-hand -hand combat skills, which in-game will talk to you by the school hobo. What a great guy. And he does all of this in return for transistor radios, which, spoilers, he then uses to summon a mothership and is beamed back to space. Who knew that hobos were aliens? Not this guy. You can get health bonuses in this game. Guess how you do that? By making out with the girls at school. The safe point predominantly is your main dormitory bedroom, where the hideouts open up later on as the game expands. Plus, the thing I found most interesting is Jimmy's dormitory room. He keeps lots of keepsakes from missions and conquests. This is a telltale sign of a serial killer. I wonder if Jimmy crops up in a later Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto game. I personally wouldn't know, because I stopped playing Grand Theft Auto games after Grand Theft Auto 3, the best Grand Theft Auto game. Come at me. Much like the before-mentioned Grand Theft Auto games, you get a standard spread of missions, which consist of fetch quests, go here and beat up this person, spying on someone using a camera, because it's a school, apparently that's the thing that happens at school. By completing missions, you earn respect from the various cliques. These cliques, or groups, or gatherings of people, however the fuck you want to phrase it, consist of jocks, nerds, bullies, greasers, townies, and preps. Yep, as you probably guessed from that statement, this game is set somewhere between 1950 and 2010, and I have no idea when. There's enough modern technology to make you think it's modern day, however the fact that you have greasers as a clique, even though I would say they only existed in the 1950s and 60s, does raise some questions. But hey, you know what? The fact that it's so ambiguous with its timescale means that it can go in either direction. Now I know what you're thinking, this game's set at school, do you have to do lessons and learn things? Why yes, yes you do. You get a nice spread of lessons that you can attend, such as English, Maths, Science, Art and Photography. Plus, you can go to Shop and PE. Now I know what you're thinking, why the fuck would I do that? Why? That's how you increase your skill set, of course. By going to the Shop classes, you upgrade your push bike so you can cycle faster, uh, with more stamina and longer durations, plus better push bikes entirely. By going to art classes and passing them, this increases your je ne sais quoi um, and ultimately leads you to permanent health bonuses by being able to romance classmates with much greater ease. Hey, it's a rockstar game after all. Science is a great lesson, essentially you mix chemicals and that gains you the ability then in your dormitory bedroom to make ammo for the slingshot or stink bombs or fireworks, you know your main weapons in the game, so it's well worth attending these lessons. There are five lessons per genre of class, though you do have the ability to run truant. And the best thing about acting truant is when you're on the school grounds, you get chased down by the school prefects, which when they grab you, they'll drag you straight to class, unless you're able to dodge out of the way by headbutting them or kicking them in the balls. If you get busted too many times, you get dragged to the principal who sends you to detention. Now detention isn't that boring as, the, as it triggers a mini game where you get to mow the lawn. Which later on you can do to earn money. You know what money means? You've got cash to spend. So there are vending machines and there are shops. You can buy uh, 
you can buy energy drinks to regenerate your health as you might expect you can buy additional clothes um, to customize the way that Jimmy looks which is quite nice typically Jimmy is always in school uniform however at special events such as Halloween or Christmas you dress up accordingly or you can just customize your character to look like any old slob however prefects don't like that and they will chase you down on site either way that's great fun so yes I just referenced Halloween and Christmas. The thing that this game does, which I think is interesting for a Rockstar game of the period, is that it has seasons. So you start the school year in autumn, you work your way through winter, spring, and then summer, where the game ends. So essentially the game is set over one school year. The way that you progress to the next season is by completing all the story missions, and it naturally promotes you to the next season, the next theme. And Bullworth itself over Halloween has Halloween decorations, at Christmas there's snow and Christmas decorations, so on and so forth, which I thought was a nice little effect which just adds an extra dimension to the game. So even though you're in the same areas running around the same amount, it offers you a nice amount of variety. Oh, you know what? It's a Rockstar game. It's a sandbox game. You know what that means? There's more to this game than just Bullsworth Academy. You can actually break out of school and head into town, to which there's an upper town for the posh end people, and there's a lower town which is a bit more scummy and rundown, and there's a fun fair. Being a man in the town, you can go into various stores, buy various things, certain main missions take you out of town. Probably one of the more interesting things you can do outside of town is bicycle races, where again, you just race all over the map uh, and earn bike upgrades. Quite fun. Um, additionally, with a the carnival, there are all sorts of mini games you can play, such as such as the mini game where you use the giant hammer to hit, uh, hit a pad, which launches a metal thingy in the air to ding a bell no idea what that's called never done one but it's great fun all you do is mash x there are go-karts you can race around you can do slingshot style games uh, where you have to hit x amount of points and so on and so forth to earn tickets you trade tickets in where you can get more collectibles and keepsakes to put in your serial killer lairs it's quite good wandering around town you can then bump into again various clicks um, to which if you do certain side missions or main missions for them, you unlock new hideouts. For example, the preps literally just give you a house to live in. Who would have thought? Another thing about this game which probably will bug you, because it bugged the hell out of me, is collectibles. Yup, collectibles. That's certainly a mainstay of mid-2000s video games, I can tell you that for nothing. So, unlike Grand Theft Auto where you're driving around collecting hidden packages, in this game, you collect elastic bands, of which there are 76 of those fucking things dotted around, and my lord, do they drive you barmy, because they don't appear on your mini-map. You don't know which ones you picked up or which ones you haven't picked up. And as far as I can tell, you get nothing for collecting all of them. I got out to about 60 out of 75, and even if I was to follow an online YouTube guide, at this point, I'd have no idea which ones I have or have not missed. So how you were meant to do that in 2006 before the internet was that widespread, I have no idea. Another collectibles, you can collect um, essentially Dungeons and Dragons cards. Again, no idea what the purpose of these are. Pretty sure I collected 35 out of the 40 possible in the game. Again, 
Not sure what they do, but it's nice to get them. There are also other random things you can do in games, such as destroying letterboxes. Hey, that's fun, I like destroying things. Such as smashing gnomes. And yes, this one, I did destroy all the gnomes, and you know what my reward was? I unlocked a costume where I can dress up as a gnome and run round town. And yes, I absolutely did. Another element that I really enjoy about this game is all of its music. I particularly like Theme of Bicycle. So every time you're out and you push bike run around town, you get a silly little ditty play start playing, which then fades out as you get off the push bike. It's little touches like that which really just suck me in and make me go, what the fuck am I playing this game for? Now, I can hear Dave in the background shouting at me because I've probably missed some very obvious things I should have brought up. In which case, over to you Dave, fill us in, take us home, and then I'll get into reviews. Matt. 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 Oh, you've finally thrown me in the mic. Bloody hell. It's only my bloody podcast. I know late to the party is yours, but I thought I need to have some input here. So, the one big thing you missed out, even though this is called Canis Canum Edit in European territories and the UK... Canis Canum Edit is actually Latin for dog eat dog. And when you think about what the game actually is, it really, really makes sense. As you've already said, Matt, yes, I did own this on PS2. I remember getting it one year on PS2 for Christmas, and I was kind of blown away about what this game actually was. I didn't really know what to expect. I was kind of... Of all the previews and stuff, I was kind of expecting a GTA, but in a school, and this is far beyond that entirely. To say it's GTA set in a school, I feel like it's a disservice, because honestly, it is so rapidly different from Grand Theft Auto, it is unbelievable. Although you have the main mechanics there, namely because it's built within that Rage engine, which is the Rockstar engine, I believe it is called... It feels similar, but in a way, because it's not set out in an open world and it's set in this childlike world of a boarding school, and obviously with access to the town later on, it feels vastly different. The main thing I remember when I played this game that year I got it on the PlayStation was how remarkable that kid, actually, Jimmy Hopkins, actually looked like me, and it kind of spurred me on to want to play it anymore. As you've already said, he's kind of a... A short, stocky, uh, bald, I guess. Kind of looks a bit ginger on PS2 graphics, but yeah, I kind of, uh, not so much, um, related with him, but I was like, he looks like me, and I can project myself better onto this character because he looks like me. Because, believe it or not, my dear sweet listeners, I wasn't particularly kind of well liked or well loved at school. I kind of kept to myself and, I suppose if you were to use the cliques, I suppose I would have been more in the geeky clique, but whatever. So, kind of, I used this game to kind of really um, measure out kind of the things that I wanted to do to uh, kind of all the bullies in the school that were, like, making fun of me and stuff like that. So, yeah, I kind of had a great deal of that. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, I don't know why... I never got round to finishing it. I don't know if it's because it was just a bit much for me, and I don't particularly gel very well with that style of game, mainly the Rockstar one. 
because it's so open and so vast, especially in later Rockstar titles, that would eventually turn me off them. Or whether it was because kind of the novelty wore off. I don't know. It's something that I would really, really genuinely love to go back to. And hearing Matt saying that there is a Wii version has really, really got me curious about what on earth a Wii version of Bully or Kenis Kenham Edit would actually look like because it sort of boggles the mind because it must have some weird waggle controller mechanics. The thing I read as well online was that the versions on the Xbox 360, the PS3 and the Wii and I think later the PC and such are actually the scholarship editions. So with the aforementioned scholarship editions, basically what that meant was that in 2008 the game was re-released again and basically it included more missions, more characters, more school classes, unlockable items and clothings as well. So there's a couple of small script changes have been made and a lot of the voices which are supposedly quite compressed have actually been replaced with higher quality versions. So that's a really nice kind of quality of life improvement there. Not only that as well, supposedly there is an actual two-player competitive multiplayer minigames that I didn't even know had existed along with achievements on the Xbox 360 version. And obviously the Wii mode the Wii version having the uh, weird and wonderful Wii remote and nunchuck kind of uh, mechanics in there. So in these mini-games, as far as I can tell, you kind of basically do mini-games sort of that are used in the classes. One of you plays as Jimmy and the other, and the other one plays as Gary Smith who I'm sure is either a rival or someone else. It's been such a long time since I've played Canis Canem Edit that it's completely gone from my mind. The real tragedy for me is that although Bully or Canis Canem Edit, when that came out, it was really well regarded. It had fantastic reviews, as I'm sure Matt will tell you in the short one, was the fact that this game never actually got a sequel, which honestly... It kind of boggles the mind. I know there was a lot of controversy originally when the game came out because, you know, it's kind of glorifying bullying and, oh, what if the kids are going to, you know, play it and such and so forth, you know? Because it was only rated a... Uh, it wasn't rated an 18 like it was, like the previous Grand Theft Auto games or Red Dead Revolver. This was rated a T and it was rated a 15 in the UK, so it's more likely that more people were going to get their hands on this, and obviously the whole debate about children playing video games at home without parents around is another thing entirely, which we're not going to get into today. So during the development of the Bully Scholarship Edition, in April 2008, it was announced that Mad Dog Studios, who were going to be uh, working on the Scholarship Edition, were actually renamed to Rockstar New England. And while they finished off that game, uh, Rockstar had actually greenlit early production on Bully 2 at this newly found Rockstar studio. However, by around 2009, it's supposedly rumoured that a, they had developed a playable vertical slice of the game which is about six to eight hours of content. So for those of you who are not in the know, a vertical slice is basically a playable part of the game that is developed 
specifically to show off this new game's uh, different kind of mechanics and such like most notably within the recent years the vertical slice for cyberpunk 2077 that was shown off at various press events was developed especially for it and was largely much better than the actual game itself because more time went into developing this vertical slice than anything else and then november 2011 comes around rockstar executive producer dan hauser says that actually you know what we are going to do a sequel to bully once we're finished with max Payne 3 uh less said about Max Payne 3, the better. I'm sure that will be another episode down the line later on. Supposedly, there was a new a Rockstar New England ex-employee who revealed that Rockstar had actually worked on the sequel for several months before it shut down in 2009. And it's supposed that the scrap project stated that the story would have featured Jimmy living with his actual mother, you know, the one that goes on holiday, and his step-siblings in his stepfather's mansion during summer vacation. So, clearly they had an idea of what they wanted to do with it, and it really, really seems kind of odd that they wouldn't pursue it i don't know whether it's because of the sales weren't particularly fantastic in the first place or whether it's because you know these controversies when the game originally came out it seems such a wasted opportunity to do so anyway i think i've rambled for long enough now i think i'm gonna hand you back to matt so matt do you want to talk about review scores or something you know and i'll uh i'll catch you on either another side order or main episode tally buys all right i stand corrected thanks for that dave so i know what you're wondering you're like come on now come on now what's the metal score was it a nice meta score yes it was the meta score of bully is 87 based upon 69 nice critic reviews of the time and in a nice touch the user score according to metacritic is 8.8 .8 based on 650 ratings Yep, as you might expect, this Rockstar game was very popular and still stands up now. One of my favourite reviews is from Play UK, who rate the game 87, who state, A damn enjoyable game. The character's grown you after a while, and it's not long before you feel as though you're starting to feel in a Ballsworth Academy. Though, to be completely fair, one of the few negative reviews I could find, and there are only a few, was from Game Critics, who gave the game a 65 out of 100, stating, Bully is the same product I've already consumed four times already. An interesting thematic twist isn't enough reason to sing its praises. And you know what I say to that? Fuck you. I really enjoyed this game. Personally, I'd probably give this a 3 out of 5 stars. Yep, I'm deliberately not giving this a proper rating out of 100, because that's how I roll. Well, on that note, I think it's time to pack it in. And you know what I'm going to leave it with, don't you? Yep, you guessed it. Beam of Bicycle. Bye bye everybody. Bye.